Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Let's go right to the word of the Lord, Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 as we work our way through this book. This is a scripture where when I don't know what you go through when you study this or read this, but um, last night I, I, I do confess I did not get much rest. And um, as I was laboring over this message and praying over this message, mostly during this direction, it's very normal to me to have dreams and things of that nature when I go down this road, but it needs to be covered. Um, and I'll do it with the best of my ability and mostly with the help of the Holy Spirit to be clear and to be right, and to do it in the right spirit. Will you help me this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven. We thank you that this book is God-inspired. You inspired men as they wrote. Father, I pray today you anoint this vessel of clay and hide it behind the shadow of the cross. I, Father, pray that you reveal your word. I pray you challenge us with your word. And, Father, we would see you. And you only, and we give you praise. And everybody in the house said, Amen. Ephesians 6 and 12, it says it like this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. If I were to put a title on this today, it's called, the real battle. Let's say it together. The real battle. Anybody ha- ever have battles in life? Someone said, I don't need anybody to fight with. I fight with myself good enough. <laughs> Do you ever have an argument with yourself? I said to self. I said self. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do that, don't we? And um, we have challenges with ourselves, and we argue. And uh, that didn't start when we turned 22. That started when Mama put the cookie jar out on the counter and said, don't touch the cookies. And we had an argument, and oh, with the cookie jar, with me, the cookie jar always won the battle. When, it, when I bring up this topic today, I don't, want to, I, don't want to, I don't want to put it out into context that, oh, my goodness, we're this mystical um, flying around in the heavenlies bunch that were, I, that maybe I could put it this way. I don't want to be interested in being a devil chaser. That's not the point. I chase after God and God alone. And when you get closer to Jesus, the demonic and all those other things, they'll manifest themselves because they're not comfortable in the presence of Jehovah. And they will confess and they will ask for an exit every time. What's the child of God? The child of God is one that the Bible says we are children of light. Amen? We are people of knowledge. So I don't know how much I know. No, you know God, you know everything. We are people of purity. Does it mean we're perfect? No, but the Holy Spirit is pure within us, and we are people of joy, and we're people of peace. Amen? If if you don't know what joy and happiness and peace is, then maybe we got to go back to 10 o'clock and do 10 o'clock till about 10.35 all over again. But we are people of God. Because we are people of God, we have those things in our spirit. Say, so, well, I don't feel those things all the time. No, of course we won't. But nevertheless, they are in our spirit. But what, what about, what about the, the one where satanic forces, what about the one that is being directed by what we call those wickedness in high places? 
How do we know that? I made this comment when we were getting this message together this week. And um, I was just sending notes back and forth to the hosting team. And I wrote this note down as I was just meditating. I said it this way. God needs people for his kingdom to advance, but so does Satan. So there's a battle going on for your soul, your attention, in every which way, okay? And at the end of the day, somewhere, somehow, some way, every one of us have got to make up our mind whom we shall serve. In the Old Testament, it was put like this, choose you this day whom you will serve. The Lord Jesus Christ put it this way, you can't serve God and mammon at the same time. Another time I said it this way, darkness and light cannot hang out in the same room together. But we see the works of darkness and we see it all around us in this world you and I are living in. How do you and I see it? We see it in mass confusion. God is not the author of confusion, but if we ever saw confusion, we've seen it in the last little while. I understand when I go down this road, I'm not giving the devil one glimpse, one millisecond, one cell of glory or honor. But nevertheless, the church needs to know from whence we are, where we're going, and what's going on right now. Amen? There's a reason that Paul did not start out Ephesians chapter 6. He could have easily started out Ephesians chapter 1 by saying, My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. He could have easily started out. But before we stand up and fight, we must know where we can find our rest. We must know as a people of God from which our identity is. Amen? Because if we try to stand against the wiles of the enemy, if we try to stand against the cookie jar on our own, as it were, I promise you, you will fail every time. But when you stand strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, you will find that when you put on the whole armor of God, which we're going to talk about in a few weeks, you'll find that when you are up against those things, those wickedness in high places, you'll find all you got to do is stand. He didn't say run after them. He didn't say run away. He didn't say hide. He didn't say live in fear. He didn't say mask away somewhere and find a cave. No, no. He said just stand. Isn't it hard when you get something to say, just stand and hush? What does all this mean? What does it mean when they say the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms? What's it talking about when it says rulers and authorities? Is there literally rulers and authorities up there? Is there literally a hierarchy of demonic forces that sort of dictate the affairs of this earth? Is there really a satanic government that is very structured and analyzed and have it all together as it were? And there is an order of command? I submit to you the answer is yes. You must understand, and I must understand, your God, our God, is a God of order. Satan is not the opposite of God, and God is not the opposite of Satan. Satan is a fallen angel. He's not a fallen God. Therefore, at any level, 
at any day, at any degree, my God, your God is more powerful at every level and at all levels, more powerful than the realms of hell. That's why I don't get up here and preach fire and brimstone and repent or you're going to hell. Of course we must repent. But the reason we preach Christ behind this sacred desk is because we know at that name of Jesus, every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. And when you put Jesus in your life, it changes you for all of eternity. Another version puts this scripture like this. We are not fighting against humans. Look to your friend and say, you're not my enemy. Some of you didn't do it. We'll talk later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. I've said this a hundred times, many more. This is not a bingo hall. This is not a political movement. This is a theocracy where Jesus Christ is the head and the chief cornerstone. This is the house, a prophetic house, the house of bread that is a house of prayer for all the nations. This is a house that will pontificate the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a place of hope where it is a global reach. It is a local reach. It is a house where when you preach the gospel to all the nations, people will come running to Christ. We're not a people to say, well, it's by how many popular vote. This is not even a democracy. It's not. Our Constitution is not even written so. A, demo a democracy or a majority is 51%. Most pieces of business we do require much more than that because we want the whole heart of the church in whatever we're doing. You with me so far? For we are not, this is another one, this is New Living Translation. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in the dark world. Against evil spirits in the heavenly places. If you want to know where you're fighting, I guarantee you it's not your weird neighbor that doesn't know how to mow his lawn right. We've all got one. I don't. I don't. Just so you know, I don't. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I better keep with my notes or I'm going to get in trouble. How do we do this? How do we understand? Number, If you're taking notes as I go through this, and I'll take my time this morning, and I want to explain this very carefully. There are at least four facts about satanic opponents. Number one, they are numerous. Do not underestimate the power of the enemy. Again, not to give him glory or time or airtime. But if we go along pretending there is no devil behind what's going on in this earth today, we're blinded. This is not new, and it's not news. Jesus Christ dealt with it. He dealt with it even within his own ranks. Even the spirit of the demonic tried to get within the ranks of the disciples when he turned around and refused Peter and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Every area of our ranks, in every area of the church, the devil will try to find a foothold. There are principalities and there are powers. I don't have a lot of time this morning, so I'll do this on another session. But principalities and powers are assigned as a prince over regions. 
principalities. Half that word is prince. What is the job of a prince? To oversee government. To oversee nations. To oversee a people. And I am firmly convinced without a shadow of a doubt. There are prince principalities and powers that are over North America, that are over Canada, over Atlantic Canada, over New Brunswick. I'm talking spiritual things here. I'm not talking, oh, there's a devil. You know, sometimes we see a little kid run around and they're just orangutans. Hey, he's a little devil. Uh, well, maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not talking about that this morning. I'm talking about in the spirit realm. And the spirit realm, that is the stuff that goes on. Again, I tell you this morning that the forces of hell are extremely organized. And it, Paul brings this out and breaks it down so we know what in the world are you standing up against. Chances are the devil demonic forces you thought this week was not principalities. You may feel the effect of that principality. But the chances, you ever hear that saying, the devil's been on my back all week. You ever hear that? Okay, I have, okay? You guys are more spiritual than I am, but I have, I've heard, okay? You follow me around for a week. I, I hear it all the time. I promise you the chances of the real devil, real Lucifer, getting on your case this week probably wasn't the truth, okay? It was probably one of his idiotic imps. It's true. And then... There are rulers, and they are under the prince. The rulers are the ones that enforce the law. You with me so far? And I'm breaking this down as simple as I can. I underestimate them, and you'll walk away wonder why I don't have victory over this and over that and something else. They are powerful, and if you want a good glimpse of where this world is at right now in these things, you turn on your TV or not even TV anymore because our kids don't even watch TV much anymore. They watch Netflix and they watch whatever other streaming device there is out there to watch movies on. But you turn those shows on our kids are watching. And the majority of those shows, those teenagers in those shows have superpowers. They can wipe people out. They can wipe cities out. They can jump over walls. They can go through walls. And there's a strong appetite right now in this earth for our kids to watch. The, the, they don't even know what satanic force is, but they know that it's a supernatural force to do supernatural things. It energizes their mind. It entertains their thinking. It takes them from the hum-ho of every day and puts them in a world that's unknown, but it absolutely draws them into. Here's what I'm saying today. The enemy knows how to get a hold of the mind of the teenager and the adult, and he's doing pretty good at it, I must say, because our kids are after that over and over and over again. How do we compete against that? How do we go up against that? Because my God is the author of the supernatural, not a fallen angel. I would rather watch someone get healed out of a grave, healed out of a stone, healed out of a wheelchair, walk away from crutches than know how to jump over a wall. You with me so far? Say, oh, Jody, you're gone out to lunch today. 
not. Let's go back to a good old Bible story about Moses. Moses, go. Greet Pharaoh and tell them, let my people go. He throws a snake down, a stick down. Turns into a snake. Pharaoh says, no problem there, Buzzy. I got him. <laughs> throws his stick down. Now, he's not a follower of Jehovah, but his stick turns into a snake too. Good old Moses, a snake gobbled up Pharaoh's. And over and over and over. In the mission field, they see this stuff all the time. Of demonic, witchcraft, supernatural stuff going on. I'm telling you something right now. If you think your kids are not hungry for the supernatural, we have been deceived. Because all you got to do is turn on their device and go to YouTube or Netflix and find out what they're watching. It would scare you. He's after the minds and the heads and the hearts. They're wicked. And I'm going to tell you something else. They're clever. It's called, in the good old King James, called trickery or wiles. We don't use the word wiles. We, we say the word will get there in a little while. But King James, wiles means tricks, traps. So how do we work around this? How do we battle against all this? And, of course, I won't get through this all this morning. I'm going to submit to you this morning that how we work against principalities and rulers and all these different wickedness in high places is the same as we fought every battle up to this day through the power of the Word, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the blood of Jesus. Amen? We must remember our battles are not against human beings. I agree. I get it. We get frustrated with one another now and then. We get frustrated with people now and then. But if you and I want to see a change, and if you and I want to see a move on the pendulum, on the needle that this earth is on, it's not going to come by going up to someone and beating them up with your human words. It's not going to happen. But how do we combat this? Jesus Christ has made this so simple to win the day. You ready for it? All right. Perfect love casts out all fear. You see, all that principalities and rulers and darkness and wicked places, and you're telling me perfect love casts out all fear. Amen, brother. You don't know perfect love until someone snaps you in the back and you turn around and say, hey, even if you get me twice, I'm going to forgive you. Perfect love casts out all fear. When you go help somebody out and you forget their tools, and three weeks later, those tools that used to belong to you are their tools. You with me so far? Perfect love casts out all fear. Here's what happens. Satan and his demonic forces don't do well with pure love. Because it goes against every law of hell. It goes against every law of the principalities and the rulers and the authorities, and it messes their government up. And they can't deal with it. They hate it so bad. It repels them. It kicks them out. It sends them flying because they hate it, and they got to go. Because when you start giving out pure love from heaven, pure love from the heart of Jesus, light comes out, light comes out, light comes out, light comes out, and demonic forces become all of a sudden to be manifest or they begin to be revealed and they don't want to be revealed. They want to stay hidden behind the flesh. How do you know? Jesus said, let's go to the other side. They went to the other side. They got to the other side. What happened? 
Dude's running around like a crazy man. For years, he's a crazy guy. He cuts himself. He runs around naked. He shouts all kinds of foolishness. He just run, he's an idiot. He's an idiot of the town. He's always been an idiot of the town. He's just running around just being a fool. No one can stand him. No one can be around him. And what does he do? When Jesus shows up on the shore, the guy comes running. And Jesus says, what's your name? He says, my name's Legion for your many. And what did they do? They cried to get out. They needed an exit. You see, when you start pouring out love, Jesus could have got a hold of that guy, and he said, would you please go get some clothes on? Would you straighten yourself out? Act like a human being for once. Go get a job and comb your hair and brush your teeth and get on with life. That's religion. But he got right down to the root, and he said, who are you? You see, what happens is this. Sometimes when we deal with this stuff, it, Jesus has made it so easy what sometimes the church has made so complicated. And you give out pure love, perfect love, perfect knowledge, perfect wisdom, perfect love of God. The next thing you know what happens is this, is that that begins to be revealed. It begins to show up. And what was hiding in darkness is now in pure light. And it begins to see and it says, I want out. I want out. I want out. And you can cast it out in Jesus' name. Mark 4 and 19, i got two more scriptures for you. Mark 4 and 19 says it this way, but the worries of this life. Does anybody have any worries of this life? The deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. What's the enemy trying to do with you and I in the last 24, 36, 48, even 60 months? He's been doing it for a long time. I do believe the trigger was year 2000. And then, of course, we had 9-11. And then, of course, we had 2008. And then, of course, we had March, I think, of 2020, whenever this thing all started. But he's always trying to worry the people of God. One of the hosting teams wrote this this week. Satan wants the damned to stay damned, and he wants the church to remain miserable. I'm taking my time because it's important we know where we're going. The enemy, the adversary of our soul, the accuser of the brethren, the wicked one, wants you and I in full-time fit and worry. I promise you today, I ain't going to worry. You with me? Well, I got three. The others don't know. Why are you not worried about tomorrow? I tell you why I'm not going to worry. Because this book of all books tells me, don't worry about tomorrow. God's got it. God's got it. God's got it. That's why I don't stand here and worry and fret and lose sleep over tomorrow. Even Jesus said, look at the birds of the sky. They're not having one little fit over what seeds and worms they're going to eat tomorrow. Neither shall you. Amen. I'm not going to worry, but the enemy comes along with a trick, with a while. Something comes along. One of his demonic forces, one of his rulers will show up and get you a worrying. And I know folks that you don't got to worry because they'll worry for you. You with me? They'll worry about worrying. Have, that's just me being human. Have you ever worried about something three hours later, forgot what you worried about? Hey, I'm not the only crazy one. The deceitfulness of wealth. This generation, this world that you and I are in, they will do anything to control the economic systems of this earth. They will. People will do anything to get wealth. Why do people steal? To get wealth. 
and the desire for other things. What other things control? What is it about our human nature that we want to control everything? That's a demonic spirit. The only thing the scripture says about control is self-control. Ouch. And check it out. He comes along to choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Well, I declare the word of God. I quote a scripture till I'm blue in the face. Nothing's going on. Do an inventory check. Are you worried? Is there a controlling spirit? Is other things getting in the way? Oh, you can know these 66 books inside and out, 39 in the old, 27 in the new. You can have it all figured out right down to the nine. Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, the whole nine yards, you can have it going on. But I guarantee you there's a reason why the word can become unfruitful in your life. Because you're giving Satan too much time of your day. How do we win? I'm going to give this last one to you. i got all kinds of notes as you see me scroll one. Paul said it this way. I beg of you. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 2. I beg you that when I'm present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. Paul says it this way. You might see me in the flesh, but I'm walking in the spirit. You may see this form, this human design, but I'm a godly man walking in the ways of God's word, walking in the ways of the spirit of the living God. And I'm telling you that whatever battle you're up against and whatever you're fighting and facing, I promise you now that your weapons are mightier than the those of hell, and you can pull them down. But there's a job, I said it when I first started a little while ago. There's a job for you and I to do that God's not going to step in and do. There's a job called the casting down part. Remember when I said we get arguing with ourselves? The cookie jar thing? Where are you all here at 10 o'clock? <laughs> Have you ever taught yourself in just some good old-fashioned common sense? Okay. There are times. The devil comes along, even as a little guy. Don't touch the cookie jar. Or the devil comes along, touch the cookie jar. He's like, no, I better not do that. I better do that. And there's just one of those days. There's seven days in a week. And as a little guy, maybe one of those days, I didn't touch the cookie jar. I said, no, sir, I'm not giving into that day. I did Monday and I did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But no, I'm not Saturday. I'm not touching that cookie jar. And I walk away triumphant. What I'm saying is, folks, is when we have battles that come our way, that try to take your joy. Try to take your attention. Try to take your peace. Try to take your story. Try to take your testimony. Try to take your family. Try to take the spirit of the living God out of you. You can say, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm casting down. I'm casting down what? Every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And check this out. You've heard it before, no doubt. Bringing every thought... Every thought. You say, man, that's a lot. I don't know how many thousands of thoughts we have in the run of a day, but it's in the like the 40 or 50 or 60,000 thoughts. It's a lot of thoughts that the human mind runs through in the course of a day. And Paul says, you can bring every thought into captivity. 
Have you ever driven down the road and you saw someone act a certain way and you thought, those idiots. And God says, you shouldn't be thinking that way. <laughs> I can see it all now. Y'all got a testimony. Just like that. And you want to grab your phone and you want to pontificate it to the social media world. You want to put a picture, say, look what those people did today. And wait for the likes and the shares and comments to come in. We've all been there. I don't care who you are. But here's where we win this day. <laughs> Is I'm going to make up my mind on bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. If I get upset at my family member, my neighbor, my co-worker, a local leader, I'm going to bring that thought into captivity and say, God, what do you want me to do about this right here? Whatever my response is to that person and that situation, I want that thought to be in captivity so that I can hold it in the realm of the power of the Word of God and the directives of the Holy Spirit and the obedience of Christ. Because when I walk out of this, I want them better, I want to be better, and I want God glorified. Because your weapons... Your weapons are powerful. He said, little old me and the battles I'm fighting, I don't care if it's demonic forces, I don't care if it's addictions, I don't care if it's negative thinking, I don't care if it's anxiety and depression. Whatever it is, the power of the Holy Spirit is greater than those things if you let it. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8 says it this way. The Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. And I'm telling somebody today. And this is what I had a dream about. Is that the greatest tool right now going on in the church. That Satan is trying to get into the church. Not just St. Corey Christian Center. But the church in general is discouragement. He's trying to discourage you. Your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. This world's not going to change. She's going to hell in the handbasket. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to get even better. It's only just going to get so more chaotic. You think you've just seen it now. You just wait to come. He's trying to discourage you. I dreamt about that last night. So I say to you, if you're struggling in that realm of getting discouraged, it could be over a family situation, it could be over a work situation, a personal situation, and you're discouraged. I understand it for what it is. It's a trick of the enemy. And then I say to you, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us ex exalt his name together. Don't get so weary in well-doing because you know for a fact that in due season you will reap a harvest. I understand that by the end of the book, we win. I understand you are an overcomer. 
And that is why Paul put this in chapter 6, not chapter 1. Because if you go back to chapter 1 and find out, okay, what's going on with you? What's going on with me? Where am I sitting? Where am I going to be? We find I'm sitting right now in heavenly places. I find I am holy and without blame. I find out I am blessed. I am redeemed. I am sealed. I am called of God. That I'm an apple of his eye. I find out right now that I'm going to be okay and I will not be discouraged we'll talk more about this as we work our way through but if there's ever some tools that the church of the living God needs right now is how to work through some of these battles you see the devil doesn't care one little bit if we get together and sing three songs, five songs, and have a sermonette and feel a little bit good and go home. He doesn't care about that. He's almost hoping we'll do that because he knows we're going to get together anyway. And if he can put a damper over this thing, if he can just put a little religion in us and say, well, bless God, it's 12 o'clock. We better head home to the beans and the ham. If we could just close this thing down and not get too radical, not get too excited, well, bless God that's going to be alright but I'm telling somebody today we will not hold back we will not retreat we will not sit back we will see the glory of God manifest in our midst over and over again I had a guy say to me one time well you get all round up and excited just to rile the people up it's a psychological thing I said, I'm not a psychologist so I don't pass that bar. But I do know this, that we're in the midst of an atmosphere where people can be healed, saved, delivered, and set free. So let's all stand to our feet, shall we? My prayer this morning, my heartbeat today is this. Are you discouraged? Do you find yourself weary and well-doing? frustrated, ready to pull your hair out kind of thing. Just let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Say, Joe, I, I don't even know the knowledge of God, let alone stand against those things that are against the knowledge of God. And I, don't, I can't bring in my own thoughts, my stupid, silly thoughts. I don't have the strength to bring those things into captivity. No, maybe you don't, but the Holy Spirit does. And it's as simple as this. I say to the kids all, all the time on Wednesday night, it's as simple as this, saying, God, I need your help. My pastor Ashfield used to call it stinking thinking. God, I need your help. I talked to a lad not long ago, and he's a pretty outgoing guy and a pretty joyful guy. And we were just driving down the road one day, and he said, man, he says, I'm just finding it hard to get out of bed. I'm talking to a man of God. I'm not talking to just someone that's never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. And I began to pray over that individual. I don't know where that person is at today in their spirit walk with God as far as that victory is concerned. But I'm believing that one of these days, they can hardly wait to get out of bed. Amen. Their feet are kicking before they hit the floor. Amen. Enjoy the Lord. Be your strength. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. It's the Holy Spirit will help you.
We're going to begin to worship this morning for a few moments. And I am going to believe that the spirit of discouragement will be completely, 100% eradicated from the presence of St. Croix Christian Center. Gone. Gone. Because when discouragement goes, I do know this, that faith replaces discouragement. And God starts doing the possible. God starts doing the supernatural. God starts doing the above and the beyond. God starts doing the exceeding and the abundant. Just because you say, well, Joe, you don't know my story. Maybe I know, don't know, but God does. God does. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online, and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.